From the Whiskey Tangent Studios in Marlton, New Jersey, this is Whiskey Tangent News. Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, here with another edition of Whiskey News. Woo! And joining me as always is Scott. Hey everybody. And we're going to update you on everything that needs updating. Right. So Scott, we got some stuff to talk about today. We do. And I'll tell you what it is. All right. I forgot that was me. <laughs> so numerous news stories, like always, industry news, mm-hmm. sports and entertainment, science and technology, a feel-good story if we can find one, mm-hmm. and the feature story, which is Whiskey Advocate's Top 20. Right. Just came out. Very Hot exciting. Because what this means is the 20 whiskeys that you'll never be able to buy again <laughs> and will double in price by two years from now. Exactly. Well, uh, two weeks from now. Right. Yeah. right. Also, any new releases of what you can buy and with the holiday season all i see is all the lotteries going off and everybody mm. getting their george t stag and their right. weller foolproof and everyone's so happy except me because i'm not getting anything <laughs> and then we're going to tell you what's coming up for the podcast for the rest of the month of december and into the new year yes all right so it is december 2022 and here's all the news that's fit to drink industry news from the new york times supreme court to rule on jack daniels trademark dispute Mm, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so last month, the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to hear a trademark dispute with First Amendment overtones involving a dog toy and a certain distinctive whiskey bottle. Mm-hmm. The Bad Spaniel's Silly Squeaker Dog Toy <laughs> looks a lot like a bottle of Jack Daniels, but with several lighthearted dog-related alterations. Mm-hmm. For example, the words Old Number 7 brand Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey are replaced with the Old Number 2 on your Tennessee carpet. <laughs> And where Jack Daniels says its product is 40% alcohol by volume, Bad Spaniel says it's 43% poo. (laughs) (laughs) In a petition seeking Supreme Court review to overturn a previous ruling against them, lawyers for Jack Daniels properties questioned the previous court's reliance on First Amendment interests in allowing poop-themed jokes at Jack Daniels' expense. To be sure, the brief stated, everyone likes a good joke, but this one confuses customers by taking advantage of Jack Daniels' hard-earned goodwill. Does it, though? Well, I think that they're missing the boat here, because when I see a dog toy that I think reminds me of Jack Daniels, I would just take it as free marketing for Jack Daniels. Exactly. I wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? I like Jack Daniels, but now I'm thinking of poo. Right. I would think, oh, Jack Daniels is so popular that they chose that number one whiskey brand from America to be the dog toy. Right. I mean, it's recognized. Well, that's why they did it. Right. So uh, for their part, lawyers for the toys manufacturer VIP products said they were simply following in the playful tradition of parody that has ranged over half century from Topps Wacky Packages trading cards and up through Weird Al Yankovic. Mm -hmm. Indeed, in a similar 2007 case, the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in favor of a company that also sold parody dog toys, but these looked like miniature Louis Vuitton handbags Mm -hmm. that they called Chewy Vuitton. I like it. Isn't it great? But we'll have to wait a bit to find out the outcome of this lawsuit as the Supreme Court isn't likely to hear arguments in the case until March with a decision possibly being handed down by mid-summer. I mean, I know there's a lot of differences because I've studied the distilleries a lot more than when I was young. But when I was a young drinker, yeah, uh, I mean, not eight or nine, but in my 20s, um, <laughs> I always thought basic bottom line Evan Williams bottle looked yeah. a lot like Jack Daniels. It, yeah, it kind of does. It's black and white and has a lot of the similarities. Yeah. And I thought it was telling me that, hey, if you want to 
cheaper version mm -hmm. of whiskey and you like Jack Daniels, you can try ours for like $10 less. That was my message I got from the original base Evan Williams. Yeah. I just think this is much ado about nothing. Somebody yeah. at Jack Daniels just doesn't like poop humor, I guess, yeah. and is like suing this little dog toy company. Yeah, it's taking themselves way too serious, I think. Yeah. I think that it does nothing but actually hurt them and kind of look like they're bullying them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like I said, if you're okay with Evan Williams looking like your bottle close enough on the shelf to make me notice it, why are you going after a dog toy? Exactly. Totally agree. All right, so our second story from Industry News is uh, from PRN Newswire. Uncle Nearest crosses the $100 million sales mark. Yeah. Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey, the most awarded whiskey brand of 2019, 2020, and 2021. Yeah, that's been on fire. Yeah, announced today that its sales have exceeded $100 million through October 2022, with an on-track forecast to more than double that total by the end of 2023. As we detailed in episode 32, when we featured the Uncle Nearest brand, the company was founded by Fawn Weaver in 2017 and was was joined shortly thereafter by Victoria Edie Butler, four-time Master Blender of the Year recipient and great-great-granddaughter of the company's namesake, Nearest Green, the man who taught Jack Daniel how to distill, as we also covered in episode 56. Said Butler about the milestone, for the longest time, folks were sitting around waiting for us to fail. Well, more than five years into this level of growth, y'all can stop waiting. We are not a fad or some trendy brand. We are a purpose-driven, mission-oriented company. Uncle Nearest and Nearest Green Distillery aren't just here to stay, but to grow and sustain at a pace never before seen in our industry the company's whiskey portfolio of seven offerings mm. are available in all 50 states territories and districts nationwide i mean good for them very impressive that they were able to grow so quickly yeah one of the reasons i thought this was really interesting is because sometimes you come across a brand like we did with this and yeah. we found it decent enough but we only had their lower we expression had the base one right and it was okay but it should be okay it's competing against the same evan williams i just mentioned <laughs> right the basic evan williams and the basic jim beam and the basic jack daniels yeah and then, but then you just just kind of forget about it and you don't realize that they've have all these expressions yeah. and won all these awards and it's just a reminder that sometimes you have to go back and give a so-so brand another chance yeah yeah all right so sports and entertainment news from ESPN.com, Conor McGregor sued over sale of proper 12. Conor McGregor, really? I can't believe he got in trouble. <laughs> so as you may recall, back in our August news, we reported that Conor McGregor's former friend and fellow wrestler Artem Labov revealed in a new book how he'd been instrumental in getting proper 12 whiskey off the ground. Well, according to a filing in Ireland's high court this month, Labov is suing McGregor, asserting that he was a founder of the company and therefore entitled to a percentage of the $600 million sale of proper 12 to Jose Cuervo's parent company last year. However, McGregor's spokesperson, Karen Kessler, of course her name is Karen, wrote in a statement, proper number 12 Irish whiskey was created, developed, branded, and tirelessly promoted by Conor McGregor. Any suggestion that the plaintiff has a claim to proper number 12 is incorrect. Labov's lawsuit, however, seeks to show that there had been a deal in place for him to receive 5% of the proceeds from the sale, which would be $30 million. I can't believe Conor McGregor did anything to drink that shit. Tirelessly, Ed. Um, tirelessly, she said. It, it, there's certain people that I'm impressed with how rich and famous they are because mm -hmm. I feel like they've exceeded their base level of fame. Sure. Uh, Will Smith was like that. I mean, he was a rapper who got a sitcom and ended up becoming a $10 million movie guy. I don't yeah. care if he slapped Chris Rock. It doesn't take away from the fact right. that he completely overachieved his fame. Um, you can say the same thing for people like The Rock. The Rock's another one. Sure, yeah. I mean, he was a wrestler, and now he's also getting $10 million a film, and he's very likable, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, there's some people who they're more famous than they should be. Um, yeah. I like 50 Cent. I like 50 Cent a lot. He got a deal with vitamin water that ended up netting him like $450 million. Mm. I, do I think he should be worth half a billion? No, I don't mm. think he should be worth half a billion. And the fact that Conor McGregor has hundreds of millions of dollars makes me want to just eat a bullet. 
<laughs> totally appropriate. I mean, I, get, I, mean, I feel like I'm getting totally in trouble with everything agreed. I say. No, but, no, no. Totally agreed. I mean, God damn it. Figuratively, eat a bullet. And you're right. And it, I'll tell you, if Conor McGregor was sitting right next to you right now, no, I wouldn't say the same thing. I wouldn't. No. Well, no, because he's he's pretty lithe. And he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a good reach. He's got a really big <laughs> anger issue, too. He's really, he's got uh, That's proven. He does, yeah. Uh, so the second story we have in sports and entertainment, uh, you're not going to believe this. From the Whiskey Raiders, Alex Jones is uh-huh. set to release his own bourbon and you'll never guess what it's called. <laughs> the infamous conspiracy theorist Alex Jones has been in the news a lot recently thanks to a series of monumental financial judgments against him in the defamation cases related to the Sandy Hook school shooting, which has left the controversial figure nearly a billion dollars in debt. And don't forget, a really, really unsuccessful interview with Kanye West last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> However, seemingly unable or unwilling to decouple himself from alternative news, we're now seeing reports that Jones is planning a whiskey brand release, which actually seems legit. Mm. Per industry journalist Fred Minnick, the new whiskey could be available as soon as this month, with the majority of sales planned to take place via online retailers. So, what is the name of the whiskey? Conspiracy Bourbon. Oh, shit. (laughs) Not much is known about Conspiracy Bourbon, except that what can be gleaned by a label filing with the TTB, which indicates that it's been aged at least two years, was distilled somewhere in Kentucky and bottled at 92 proof in Shelbyville. But because the label has been designed to mimic redacted paperwork, further details are elusive, which is probably the point. I mean, I would bet that whatever the minimum standards are for this whiskey is yeah. what he's going to reach. Yeah, I know. He's a piece of crap. Yeah. And if you like Alex Jones, and then please stop listening to me. <laughs> I Seriously, know. Alex Jones is an asshole. Yeah. And he's terrible for our country. And, Can't agree more. Yeah. I mean, and to say that, again, someone who's making whiskey is so hard for me to do because I love whiskey. But mm-hmm. but there's enough whiskey out there for two and never touches. Yeah, but face it, he's not making anything. He no, contracted with right. somebody like exactly. anybody can do. Right. Exactly. So, science and technology news. There we go. Let's bring it up a little bit. Yeah, so from the Rob Report, I thought this was super interesting uh, and a little weird. Ohio Distillery live streams from inside their barrels. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that, Scott. Yeah, a Troy, Ohio company called Hainer Distilling, a revival of an old whiskey distillery that was founded in 1866 but didn't survive prohibition, shocker, has recently mm-hmm. launched its whiskey webcam program in which subscribers can choose a barrel of whiskey and watch a live stream from inside as it ages over the course of four to six years. Here's how it works. A camera is sealed inside a port drilled into the top of each barrel where LED lights are used to illuminate the inside without emitting UV rays that could be harmful to the whiskey. Interested parties can then subscribe to any barrel's camera feed by paying $139. Then, in four to six years, just another $10, you can purchase a bottle of bourbon from the barrel you watched. Wow. Along the way, you'll receive annual samples of the whiskey, plus periodic gifts like t-shirts and other distillery-themed merchandise. So if you're ready to commit to the next several years of your life watching the inside of a bourbon barrel, you can sign up at whiskeywebcam.com. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Isn't it strange? I mean, I don't even have anything to say about that. I mean, that's just a gimmick. It's $139. Yeah. Would you do that? I wouldn't do that. No. No. Because then that's 149 for a whiskey that you have no idea how good it's going to taste. No, just you watched. Just because you watched it. That's, it's yeah. kind of creepy, actually. Now we think about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, they're watching me. I always feel like somebody's watching me. All right, so wow. uh, wait, cr- crickets. And stop. Okay, so caught the crickets off guard. They weren't ready for us to sing at that moment. No, they're outside having a smoke and a coffee. (laughs) Oh shit! They're singing like those little alien things from Men in Black. (laughs) That's what I was thinking of. Hey Scott, how you guys doing? 
smoking marble reds. How much you think you're going to be singing tonight? Yeah. But my, I, I saw something cool in science this week. Okay, you did. Yeah. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Someone asked him, what would you do if you could drill a hole through the planet and jumped in? What would happen? Mm. And he said, well, if you could do that, once you approach the center of the earth, you would vaporize because it was a thousand you know, something degrees. Yeah, it's pretty hot there, yeah. But he said, if you could avoid that predicament. Yeah, if you're in a suit or something. You would shoot down and then you would fly through the middle. And as soon as you crossed the middle, it would start to equally slow you down. Pull you back. And then when you got to the other opening, if you didn't grab on, you'd fall right back through. Mm. And this could continue in uh, perpetuity. Yes. And it would take 88 minutes for the trip through the planet. Oh, only 88 minutes. 88 minutes. I would think it would be nope. slower than that. 88 minutes and the exact same speed it takes for an average satellite to orbit the Earth. All right. So that's a little science news. That has nothing to do with whiskey. No. Uh, you but could I, have a whiskey with you. Yeah, you could. You'd <laughs> want a bottle of whiskey if you're yeah. falling and falling yeah. forever. Ah! <laughs> right. So you'd have to grab the lip when you get to the other side. <laughs> right. You have to hold on. You have somebody with a rope. I wonder if that would work for me, though. Would, I, would, would it take me 88 minutes, too? And if so, would it stop me halfway up back the other way? <laughs> You'd hit the middle and just stop. Yeah, just stop. It'd just take me halfway up. I'd never see the sky again. Yeah, okay. A little extra science for you there, people. Yeah. No extra charge on that. No. All right, so our next story, uh, a feel-good story. Yeah. All right, so this is from BBC Scotland. Uh-huh. Your land? My land. Scotland, <laughs> yeah. Uh, plumber. In Scotland. In my land is your land. It is Scotland. You're making the crickets work again. <laughs> Are you talking that Scott is singing? We weren't sure. We were out back again. Uh, plumber finds a 135-year-old message in a bottle under the floorboards. Mm. So in a house in the Morningside area of Edinburgh, Scotland, Peter Allen was moving a radiator in a room that was being renovated. He had just cut a hole in the wood flooring in order to find the pipe work, and there inside, nestled among the pipes, was a Victorian time capsule of sorts, an empty bottle of scotch with a note tucked inside. Mm. He rushed downstairs to tell Eilith Stimson, the owner of the house, saying, look what I found under your floor. The mother of two decided to wait until her children, ages 8 and 10, were home from school before they attempted to retrieve the note from the bottle. Stimson said, when I picked them up, I told them I had something really exciting for them. And they said, is it that we're having hot dogs for tea? (laughs) (laughs) No, I said, even better. When they got home, they desperately tried to get the note out with tweezers and pliers, but it started to rip. So Stimson (laughs) got a hammer and smashed the bottle instead. Oh, Jesus. So the note read, James Ritchie and John Grieve laid this floor October 6th, 1887, but they did not drink the whiskey. Whoever finds this bottle may think our dust is blowing along the road. Since the find, a family friend has looked up the 1881 census and found the names of both men who lived just a few miles away in Edinburgh. The family plans to frame the note they found and place a new bottle with a new note back into the hole before it's covered over so that someday someone else can discover a little piece of the present in our distant future. Well, Hot Dogs for Tea, I think that was a Super Trap album. (laughs) Um, the, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would have broken the bottle. I, I yeah, mean, it's a 150 year old bottle. Nice move there, genius. Yeah, uh, part of the story is like her regretting doing that. Uh, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you think? Yeah, like what type of bottle was it? Like what brand? I mean, I guess you could still tell that from the shards, but now you don't have it intact. Yeah, I don't know. That's our feel good story. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel good about that story? Well, because the guys who put the note in didn't even drink the whiskey. That was, that's no, the sad part. That was to me. True. That was like made it a horror story. <laughs> All right, so now we got to our feature story. As Ed said, the Whiskey Advocate Top 20. 
Now we're not going to highlight all twenty of them no, because we'd be like, hurt. Number, number eighteen, right? <laughs> <laughs> number twenty, yeah. seventeen. Okay. No, we're going to just uh, do ten that I thought were interesting from the top twenty. You're not going to read them all. No, I mean some are like obscure scotches, okay, okay. All right, Japanese all right, ones. All right, all right. And, all right, we're gonna wait. What do you call it when you take a smaller list of a list? Uh, a listicle. What? I don't know. I hear your right listicle hangs a little bit lower than your left listicle. <laughs> I don't know which one now. <laughs> no, like when you take like a sampling of something, it's like um, it's, I, I would think maybe someone who used to be a medical editor would you would know this term? Uh, a sampling? Oh, for God's sake! Forget <laughs> I said anything. All right, so uh, at number nineteen, we have the Teeling Wonders of Wood. This is a hundred dollar, one hundred proof Irish single pot still whiskey finished in virgin chinkapin American white oak, which produces a distinctive gingerbread spice and banana bread sweetness. The Wonders of Wood. I thought that was like a novel from a young Mormon girl who went away to college and away from her family she found the wonders of wood she was on rumspringer and she found the wood all right so number 18 hadron's creek james b beam we talked about this uh on one of the news episodes it had been coming out this is from the jim beam company uh it's an 80 dollar 108 proof two-year bourbon which was taken off the still at a lower distillation proof which apparently yields tasting notes of everything from green apples and donuts to matcha powder and chocolate milkshakes mm. Whiskey Advocate basically said age isn't everything with this particular whiskey. Mm. So I'm kind of intrigued by it. $80 is a little too much, it may be, but mm-hmm. we'll see. So number 16, Bushmills has a 12-year. Really? A $60, 80 proof Irish single malt finished in bourbon, Oloroso sherry, and Marcella wine casks. Number 15, a Bardstown Bourbon Company's Platinum Rum Barrel Finish, $160, 104 proof. It's mm. a 10-year bourbon finished in rum barrels for almost two years. Oh, well, how much is it? 160 uh, I know. It's not crazy. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's a little high, but it's not crazy. What's the proof of it? 104 Uh, Yeah. I mean... I wish it was 120 yeah, yeah. 120 we would definitely buy and try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, number 14 is one that we're going to feature in the new year. Uh, that, that's the Black and Dry, the Lightning. So Metallica making the top 20 list. Wow. Uh, $70, a 90-proof rye finished in Madeira and rum casks. Really excited to try that. Uh, mm-hmm. Chavon actually has some of that. Number seven, interestingly enough, a brand that we are going to feature in the new year as well, hopefully, the Blue Note Juke Joint Uncut. They did not send us the uncut. They sent us the regular stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a $45, 117.5 proof bourbon. And then I'll do the top four, which are really interesting. And number four, Doer's 12-year. They've been quiet for a while. Yeah. This one is uh, $30, pretty cheap, at 80 proof blended scotch finished in bourbon barrels. Like, it doesn't seem that there's anything special, but they put it at number four. Mm. And number three, uh, Barrel Craft Spirits Vantage. This is $90, as most other stuff is. 114.44 proof blended bourbon finished in Mizunara oak, French oak, and toasted American oak. And number two, Redbreast Kentucky Oak Edition. It's a $95, 101-proof Irish single pot still whiskey finished in virgin oak from Elk Cave Farm in Gravel Switch, Kentucky. Uh, it's not crazy for them. They're really, really impressed with themselves. So to have something above 80 for them that's under 100? Yeah, yeah. Because their regular shit, $65 mm-hmm. for their 12-year 80-proof. Yeah. It's interesting that they finished it in virgin oak and rather than like yeah, used oak. Yeah, used, right. Yeah. I would try that for $94. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. And the number one... Number one... Is one we featured this summer, mm. the Jack Daniels Bonded. Wow. 
Wow. I liked it a lot. We liked the triple mash I thought the better. triple mash better. Yeah, yep. yeah. I will point out that the last time Whiskey Advocate did a top 20 whiskey podcast to <laughs> listen to, we were... We were, we were on it. We yes. were on, they didn't list us by number, but we no. were in the top 20. Yeah. And they listed it alphabetically. Yeah. So we were near the bottom of the list. We were down the bottom, but only because we begin with W. I don't want you to put shade on us for that. So Whiskey Advocate has given us some props too, Yeah, which is why we give them respect because we think that they really do a lot to promote the industry. Some people do hate on them a little bit, but you can't deny their reach and their influence. Can the production arm of the monster that is Jack Daniels compete with now the demand for the number one Whiskey Advocate whiskey? I know, I know. Will the bonded be off the shelves or can Jack Daniels step up? If anyone can meet the production needs, it would be Jack Daniels. Well, what's funny is this was one of the ones that I recognized from the list that was not on the shelf when I went to the liquor store. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's already started. Already started. Yeah. Which is okay because there'd be more triple match for us. Right. All right. So now the next thing we do are the new whiskeys you can buy this month. The uh, 2XO bourbon called the Phoenix Blend. I actually saw this on the shelves. Uh, this is the new brand from Dixon Deadman, who is the founder of Kentucky Owl. This is oh. his new company. Oh. 2XO means two times oak and refers to the whiskey being double oaked, of course. Uh, this blend comprises two Kentucky straight bourbons of different mash bills, one of moderately high rye and the other of a very high rye. Hi, rye. Hi. How are you? <laughs> 104 proof. Uh, its MSRP is $100, but I saw it actually, I think it was like 90 in the store. Uh, viscous with with notes of caramel and vanilla moving to a bright red fruit and finishing with a mild peppery spice. Uh, it doesn't sound special enough to be $100. Yeah, honestly. everyone's special now. Yeah, everyone's got a double oat to $100. Thought you were special. <laughs> I wish you were special. But I'm a creep. What's next? Angel's Envy Cask Strength 2022. They're incredibly overpriced when they get to the storefronts. So. Oh, yeah. So we actually tried last year's version at, at Doug's, the Angel's Envy uh, Bourbon 2021, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this year's Cask Strength Port Wine Finished Bourbon marks the debut of new master distiller Owen Martin. It is 119.8 proof. The MSRP, as you were saying, Ed, is 230. I mean, what makes you think that your cast strength port finished whiskey no. is worth two hundred and thirty dollars? There's so many barrel strength and cast strength out there for $60. I think Bullet's barrel strength is 64 or something. Yeah. So you tell me I can get four of them for one of your bottles? Like, why in God's name would I buy one? I can get three $80 whiskeys. The markup is ridiculous yeah. because the regular stuff is about $50. So if right. you really like Angel's Envy regular and you want the cast strength, you're, you're paying almost five times? That's ridiculous. Right, because they didn't water it down? Exactly. Come on. You're paying $180 to not have them put water in it. Right. <laughs> no, thank you. The next one is A. Smith Bowman, cast mm. strength, batch number two. We had the famously the uh, John J. Bowman uh, port finish we did not like at oh, all. He, what was the Isaac Bowman? Oh, you're shit. You're right. Is it, is is it the it, Isaac I, Bowman? I think it's the Isaac Bowman. Mm. Let's still look at it real quick. <laughs> yeah, we have it right we, here. We, we have it in a shrine for our worst whiskey ever. Oh, you're right. It's Isaac. Isaac Bowman port finish. Pioneer spirit liar. Straight bourbon whiskey finish <laughs> in port barrel. So here's another port barrel finish. Wasn't crazy, like $55? No, no. I thought it was garbage. Yeah. Terrible. All right. So the I, A. Smith Bowman, uh, same company. This is their second annual cast strength bourbon offering. It's a 10-year bourbon, 144.5 proof. 
That would be the hottest bourbon to ever be drank on the podcast. Yeah, uh, the MSRP is 99. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, cherry toast, leather, and caramel on the nose, apple, cherry, vanilla, and roasted nuts on the palate, and with a finish that's slick, quite peppery, and crisp. Bonus fact, I just learned that they're now owned by Buffalo Trace. Oh, shit. Did you just try it? Why? Why did you do that? Is it so bad? I hadn't had it in a year. Oh, my God. Can I talk among yourselves? <laughs> okay, I'll just do the next whiskey. Here, pour yourself some bullet or something. Just yeah, anything. Anything. Just vermouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pour some cokey right there. <laughs> Barrelcraft Spirits New Year's 2023 bourbon. We tasted their 2021 version in episode 51 with Jeff when we did their yeah. barrel episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yet another annual release. This one's a blend of five, six, seven, eight, and 10 year old straight bourbons. Yeah. 113.54 proof. The MSRP is 90. Again, as all their stuff mm -hmm. seems to be. Brioche, caramel, and sandalwood on the nose. Black cherry soda, roasted mole, and baking spices on the palate. Finishing with candied chili pepper, preserved lemon, white chocolate, and cashew. That's they, extraordinary. They they make tremendous whiskey and I would definitely treat ourselves to that one because it's under 100 and it's 119 proof and yeah. it's blended from five different things. Yeah. Hurry up with this one though. These go fast. Yeah. My criticism yeah. is they have a lot of stuff coming out. They have a whole gray label series that's between 250 and 400. Yeah. yeah. Good whiskey. That's right. The next one is George Dickel 17 year bourbon originally released in 2016 in 375 milliliter bottles. This re-release is now available in standard 750 milliliter bottles. It is aged 17 years, 92 proof. MSRP is 250. Well, it's 17 years and maybe you can justify 250 for that. I'm still waiting to get excited drinking a George Dickel. I know. There's nobody in America that wants to like George Dickel more than me. And just because I like saying the word Dickel for no other reason. I don't hate George Dickel whiskey, yeah. but the finish is off-putting to me. So listen to these tasting notes, and it sort of pinpoints maybe why we don't like it. Creme brulee on the nose, apricots, plum, and juniper on the palate, and finishing with rich cedar. <laughs> right? <laughs> it tastes like tree. Yeah, that's a weird finish. Yeah, like, and like, like maybe that's what we're tasting, and, that, and yeah. some people like it, but we just happen not to. And juniper, isn't that very gin-like? Yeah, very gin-like. So it's just a weird palate for me. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that it's complex enough that if you like those flavors, I can see why you'd like it. Right. Uh, the next one up, Hemingway Rye. Like, who owns his name? So, like, you can't make a chew toy out of Jack Daniels, but you're allowed to just take Hemingway's name? Like, mm -hmm. who gets that money? What, who, who's in charge of his estate? Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't do research into that, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll reach out to us. The first edition rye from new distiller Hemingway Whiskey is a blend of 96% Indiana rye, likely MGP, and 4% of a Kentucky rye source unknown that's finished in ex Oloroso sherry casks that also previously contained rum. What? That's fascinating. 100 proof. The MSRP is 150. Only 972 bottles are available uh, from their website. Rich caramel, brown sugar, and soft rye on the nose. Intense, ripe cherry, creamy caramel, and cinnamon on the palate. Finishing with bursts of fruit flavor and toasted oak that lead to a soft and warm sweetness. It reminds me of a chicken cock rye situation mm. where it's a boutique expression. Yeah. The 150 comes from the expenses coupled with the few releases. So basically yeah. they have to break even, they have to make their money. Probably would be a $90 whiskey at a bigger place. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, I am really intrigued by the Oloroso Sherry that yes. also had rum in it. That's yeah, I mean, interesting. So, they've taken a lot of steps. Don't get it twisted. I'm not criticizing. Yeah. They've been very creative with this expression. And I think if you actually could find it for 150, I don't think you're getting robbed in any way. If you can find it, this is a good Christmas gift for your avant-garde English major friend. Yeah, or yourself, or you like really crafted whiskey. Right. Okay, so the next one is Jack Daniels Distillery Series Selection Number 10. Jack Daniels puts out a lot of
of stuff. This is a limited release available only in Tennessee, unfortunately, but I thought it was interesting enough to mention because it's the regular Tennessee whiskey finished with toasted pecan wood chips. Wow. It's 120 proof, and the MSRP is only 42, but that's for a 375 milliliter right, bottle. Right, so it's an $85 bottle. Um, yeah. I, Scott said Jack Daniels puts a lot out. They didn't put a lot out for a long time. No, They're now, now they are. putting a lot out. Correct. They've now realized that the Black Label and Gentleman Jack are only going to carry them so far. <laughs> yes. And so the pecan wood chips is, yeah. a, is, is a fascinating maneuver. Yeah, I agree. Which we've seen. Yeah, a lot of people are doing yeah. it. So the next one is, uh, I think you'll like this, Old Ezra. Oh, yeah, you know what I Seven-year rye. Interesting. Yeah, this is their first rye expression, a blend of two different rye mash bills, 51% rye and 95% rye. It's 114 proof. MSRP is 80, lightly sweet and oaky on the nose, vanilla and honey on the palate, finishing with a warm touch of spice and tobacco. I did see it in the store for $79.99. I'm surprised it's so high because I just saw the old Ezra number seven. It's a bit high. In the store this week for $59.99. Yeah, I know. So you're making it $20 more than your bourbon yeah maybe somebody will sell it cheaper but scott and i last weekend fell into a bottle of smoke wagon rye yeah holy crap was that good one of the sweetest ryes i've ever had right so the mash bill was 51 percent rye 49 percent corn yeah <laughs> which is really an interesting way to approach rye for yeah. sure yeah i mean i had several helpings of it i liked it but i didn't like the fact that, it, that we called it a rye even though technically it is because it doesn't really taste like a rye no, it's very high corn rye very high the highest in fact <laughs> right. could it possibly <laughs> have <laughs> if you want to be technical <laughs> or factual <laughs> no but it's just entering the markets now so if you're a rye guy you don't feel like spending eighty dollars, right? For the uh, old Ezra, you can get one maybe ten, twelve dollars cheaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the next one I have, uh, I mean, this is just a gimmick whiskey, but I thought it was kind of neat. The Romulan Ale Rye Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, having been years in the making, a company called Star Trek Spirits has released a 95.5 MGP straight rye that was distilled a second time using a new vacuum distilling process, which they say enhances both flavor and aromatics, and to which they added blue food coloring to mimic the look of real, quote-unquote, Romulan ale. It's uh, two years aged, 80 proof. Uh, MSRP is $85, which is stupid. To me, it's too pricey, totally gimmicky, but I want to show Ed the bottle because it's freaking cool. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, yeah. If it's MGP's 95.5, it's probably very good. Right. It's so neat. It has Romulan writing on it and yeah, shit. Yeah, so it's like because it's a rye, you can drop the food coloring in. All right? Yeah. If and it was a bourbon, you wouldn't be able to do that. No. Right. So two more, uh, as I said. Tumor? Sh- Who has a tumor? No, no, two more. Oh, I yeah. thought she said tumor. No, Sorry. no. Two whiskeys from <laughs> Stellum in their Black Series. So they released two more. Uh, Hunter's Moon Bourbon. It was just a blend of warm oak-driven bourbons from Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee, made in preparation for winter and inspired by the Hunter's Moon of October. It is 115.52 proof. Its MSRP is 99 Butterscotch, honeysuckle, and ripe mango on the nose, cinnamon, orange peel, and black plum on the palate, and with a sweet finish that tapers gracefully. The second one is called Lone Cypress Rye, a blend of savory and delicate rye named for one of the world's most famous trees found on the picturesque coast of Monterey Peninsula. It's 115.34 proof. MSRP is the same, $99. Uh, Cedar, honey, burnt orange peel, and dried rosemary on the nose. Apricot, peach, brine, and saltwater taffy on the palate. And finishing with chamomile tea, apple cider donut, and orchard fruit jam. There's not another company that blends 
that can touch barrel spirits. I have never drank anything that they've made and not gone, that's pretty good. Yeah, nothing's been terrible. They've all been good. You can only rank them against each other and say one is worse just for I that reason. Excellent, great, really good. And then <laughs> right. a couple were just good. And that good is head and shoulders above most other whiskey blinds. Right. All right, so those are all the whiskeys to buy in December. Uh, last thing that we do is what's coming up on the podcast in the next few weeks. Yeah. Next week, we're doing our Christmas short yes. with a Christmas whiskey with uh, Sue and Siobhan, who should be here in 20 minutes. Um, right, we're recording it tonight. Yeah, and uh, that's 12.23 on 12.30. There is no podcast. Uh, it's the last Friday of the year. The first two weeks of January, the 6th and the 13th, we're going to do our two-part whiskeymentary on whiskey competitions, which yeah. we've done zero research so far, so yeah. maybe... Maybe it'll be a shit show, but hopefully it'll be good. Our point is so much matters to whiskeys that win awards. And we want to know what does it really mean when you're double gold? Right. You know, last year at San Francisco Spirits Competition, I believe there were 74 whiskeys that received double gold. That doesn't mean they're not all worthy, but are they all worthy? Right. What do those categories mean? Yeah. Are all the competitions legit because there's dozens of them? Which ones are more influential than others and why? Yeah. And do they drive the secondary market? Yes. Yeah, foreshadowing, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, who were the judges? How do you get to be a judge? Yeah, all that. So we're going to try to figure that out. I'm feeling better about it already. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what we can do for that. Yeah, the only thing after that is on 120, right back here doing the January news. Right, so I will say that we are going to a pretty special tasting at the oh, lounge. Right, we'll um, definitely talk about that next time. Right, we'll give you the details of what happened, but we'll give you some foreshadowing. Yeah. So to celebrate the fourth anniversary of our local local lounge yeah because it's the local and it's local to us <laughs> um they're gonna have a vertical boss hog tasting from whistle pig yeah from boss hog four five six seven eight and nine yeah the one that just came out and so we're gonna try all of these in order and be able to come back here and talk to you all about them <laughs> yeah it's gonna be amazing i've had the four the five and i think the six but very long time ago yeah it's gonna be really exciting to see how they all flow together yeah it's been a long time for me as well yeah all right that's it that's all I got. All right, so good luck hunting out there. It's the Christmas season. This is time where a lot of people who don't normally drink go out to the stores. And if you're wondering what to buy, cherry pick our episodes. Happy holidays to you and your family. Yep. And uh, have a happy new year. Cheers, everybody. Later. Later.